Thank you for listening to the Monmouth Praise Podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.praiseonline.net or follow us on social media on Facebook or Instagram. Well, good morning. I'm Stephen Gant, and I know that uh, there are many of you here that I do not know, and I, I look forward to getting to know you better. Um, my family and I have been here at Praise now, I think just since uh, October of last year, and uh, we just, we love coming here. We love uh, the leadership. Uh, we love the, the heart that, that God's placed in this church, and it's just been a time of tremendous healing uh, for, for myself personally, for our family, some things that we've walked through, and and so I've been a part here recently uh, with the speaking team of Praise and enjoying every Tuesday uh, morning out in the middle of nowhere at Ricreal. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, having breakfast at Rock and Rogers is the highlight of my week. And uh, but I just love getting together and um, dividing God's word and sharing it and preparing it. It's just it's such a it's a blast. I look forward to it every single week. And uh, they extended me the opportunity to, to preach this morning, and I love sharing God's Word. So I'm honored to be here with you. My wife, Carissa, um, is here with me, and my, my two boys, Isaac, who is uh, eight, almost nine. Oh, and if I forgot to mention it, it's my wife's birthday today, just saying. And uh, she's going to punch me later for that. <laughs> and then our youngest son, Caleb, who is five. And, uh, but uh, that's us in just a nutshell. I'm, I'm a contractor. Uh, my wife's a realtor. Um, we've been church planners. We've youth pastor. We've done a lot of different things in life, but the but the at the core of who we are is we love God and we love sharing His Word. So whatever season that we're in, whether it's in uh, in a church or vocational ministry or whether it's out building and, and making repairs, we want to continue to share the love and the truth of Jesus Christ. Um, real quickly, after watching that video, I just have to share with you. I've taken teams twice now to to Alaska to Camp Nashi. And I will tell you, it is the, the most challenging trip that you will ever go on. Um, but you begin to understand something about the love of God. Because God loves people no matter how remote or how far away they are, no matter how broken they are. God loves people. And he has planted uh, those Alaska missionaries for that purpose, for this time to reach those people. They have the su highest suicide rate per capita in the world amongst teenagers. And Camp Nashi has become a place of restoration, transformation, healing. And we have watched villages in that region go completely suicide suicide free because of what God is doing in Alaska. And so I just have to share that with you. It's a part of who I am. I love it. And uh, if you're interested at all, make sure you check out the, uh, that meeting that's coming up uh, here at, towards the end of the month. You will not be disappointed and uh, it will challenge your life. Uh, so as a speaking team, they, they just, we just started a new series uh, based out of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. And, and Pastor Joe was here with us last week, and he shared uh, about meaningless talk, which was powerful. And I, I hope that, like, I hope you were like me this last week. I hope you were paying attention to the words that were coming out of your mouth, because words have a tendency to be very uplifting or very, or they can really tear you down. And I, I love the thing that Pastor Joe said last week when he said, what you talk about the most is really what matters most in your life. And I think sometimes we have to look inward a little bit and, and pay attention to that. Well, let's go um, the, this morning, though. I want, I want to talk with you for a few moments, for the next three and a half hours at least, um, about uh, distorted truth. Distorted truth. You see, there's an interesting landscape that's happening uh, when you read uh, 1 Timothy 
the Apostle Paul, remember, he was formerly Saul, and he was a persecutor of the church. He hated Christians, right? And then one day he met Jesus, and his life was forever transformed and changed. And he became Paul. And, and Paul had this, he was guilty of doing something. Everywhere Paul went, he shared the love and the truth of Jesus Christ. And he planted churches all over the known world at the time. But where he was planting churches, there was paganism. There was obviously the law because the law of the Jews in, in the Old Testament had still been alive for thousands of years. And so everywhere he was planting churches, there was all kinds of difficulties and challenges. And Paul, being, being an apostle, being, being a man that, that loved and cared for the churches that he had established, um, would always want to look after them. And so he's writing 1 Timothy because he's writing personally to a, to a young man who is a pastor. And, he says, and, he, and he's trying to prepare Timothy uh, to go to be in Ephesus and to, to preach to this church, to, to minister to its leadership, to help them to understand the importance to staying true to the gospel. Because what had happened is the truth had become distorted. They had allowed their pagan rituals and they had allowed Old Testament law to, to kind of mix in with the message of the gospel. And what happens when you put all that stuff together? It gets distorted. And when it gets distorted, it gets twisted and, and it gets bent and it gets watered down and it's no longer powerful or effective. And so this is the climate that, that, that's happening in Ephesus when Paul writes Timothy in 1 Timothy. Are you with me this morning? And I, and I want to suggest to you today that thousands of years later now, the climate or the landscape hasn't changed very much. Do you know that today that there are more believers or followers of Jesus that are completely biblically illiterate? We don't understand or know the scriptures. We look to things like, instead of looking in the Bible to see what God's word says about something, we Google it. We look, at, we look to our friends on social media, and we, we, we listen to the preacher on Sunday. And I'm not saying the preacher doesn't say good things. I'm just saying sometimes as preachers, we say things that are a little distorted. And that's why we always, regardless, we always want to go to the source for the truth. And see, that landscape hasn't changed much today. In fact, there's a, there's a, there's a reality out there that what is true for me may not be true for you, and that's a lie from the pit. We've accepted a version of truth as our foundational beliefs without going to the source to discover the truth. And I, I want to share a big idea with you, and then we're going to read a little scripture, and then we're going to share some thoughts about what this means for you and me today, because we never want to just pass information, right? Information is great. You can get information. We live in the information, you know, uh, we're in the information. Help me out, somebody. Yes, it's so available to all of us. But we don't need more information. We need transformation. We need the presence and the power of God to do a work on the inside of us that can change us and mold us and shape us to become who he's called us and desires for us to be. So that's really important for us to think about. So I want you to think about this big idea with me. Distorted truth, distorted truth will shipwreck your faith. Distorted truth will shipwreck your faith. How, how many of you have a habit of traveling by boat? <laughs> Now, back up a few thousand years ago, and, and traveling by boat was very common. And you would, you, would, you would not only travel by boat, but you would also you would try to take your cargo and things along with you. So if you suffered a shipwreck, what happened? You lost everything. So the point of this is that when, when we allow the distorted truth to come into our lives, we risk losing everything. Let's go to 1 Timothy here this morning together. 1 Timothy 1. 
in verse 12. I'm going to read a few verses. It should be on the screen uh, behind me as well. He says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer, this is, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. Once I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying, and I, I would encourage you, you, you might want to highlight this or underlight this, underline this in your Bibles, but here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his Im immense patience as an example for those who believe in him and, and receive eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son. Listen, listen to the tone of this letter. Paul is writing to Timothy. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies that were once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blasphemy. Whew. I know that's a lot of text, but it's important for us to understand what was transpiring in that place. You see, there was conflict between the older generation, the younger generation. There was conflict between who believed what, who taught this, and who taught that. And in the middle of that climate, Paul just drops a truth bomb, and he says, come on, you guys. None of that stuff matters. What matters is that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. And guess what? You and I, we are all sinners saved by grace. And so the truth of that is that we need to understand there is so much more that binds us together than separates us. It shouldn't matter your culture, your economic standpoint. It shouldn't matter uh, what continent you were born on. It shouldn't matter the, 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 your native tongue. What matters is, is that Jesus brings us together because we've all been saved by the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to uh, define this word distorted here this morning. I, I think it's important that we grab a hold of this word and uh, a definition of distorted. I'll give you two of them. Uh, pulled or twisted out of shape. Contorted. Giving misleading or false account or impression. Misrepresented. So I want to I point out three things this morning that I, that I think are really meaningful us, to us when it comes to this danger of a distorted truth or a distorted gospel. And, or when you're building your foundation about what you believe, we've got to be very careful. Okay? So distorted truth, right, it affects our thinking, it affects our purpose, and it affects our potential. Distorted truth affects our thinking, it affects our purpose, and it affects our potential. So the first thing I, I want to talk with you about uh, is, our, is our thinking. And I want to remind you of something. I, I want to take you back to the Garden of Eden for just a moment, if you don't mind stepping back to Genesis chapter, I think, 2 or 3 in there. But distorted truth is something that's been around a long time. 
And the enemy of your soul and mine is a master at distorting the word of God. He's a master at distorting truth. In fact, do you remember the story that, you know, God created Adam and Eve and he placed them in paradise and he made all these plants and all these trees and he said, go and subdue, go and and take charge. Uh, I've made all this for you. Enjoy it. This is just my version, by the way. But something happened, right? The enemy came. And you know what he did? He started doing what? He started twisting and distorting the truth of what God said. Because God said, I don't want you to eat from one tree, one tree alone. Everything else that I have made is for your pleasure. But this one tree, I want you to leave alone. It was the tree of knowledge of of good and evil. And the enemy used that, and what did he do? He distorted, he twisted the word of God. And because he twisted the word of God, sin entered the world. And because sin entered the world, we've all sinned. And it has affected, for thousands of years, it has affected every man, woman, and child that lives on the face of the earth, all because a little distorted truth was let in. It's scary, isn't it? But it affects the way that we think. And see, Eve and Adam, or Adam and Eve, they began to think differently, They lost sight of their God-given purpose, and ultimately they they forgot the potential that God had placed inside each and every one of them. And the same can happen to you and to me. You know, I I had the opportunity to close the service a few weeks back, and I shared a little bit of my story. Uh, Years ago, I was was a troubled youth. Um, I grew up in an incredible home. In fact, my parents are here today, and uh, they love Jesus. They've always loved Jesus as long as I can remember. And, uh, but I was a troubled youth, and I made some poor choices. How many of you know that your choices that you make aren't your parents' fault? Sometimes you just make those bad choices, right? And I had made some of those bad choices. I just want to preface that because they're incredible people. And, uh, but I, I had gotten all hooked up on drugs, and I was all messed up. And, and God uh, miraculously stepped into my life and began a, a process of healing and transformation. But what was interesting is my thinking was still distorted. It wasn't, I wasn't thinking right because for a long time, even after I was not using drugs, even after I was completely clean and began to get on with life, I still had this, this idea that I was somehow less valuable. I still had this idea that I carried this baggage with me, this shame and this regret that I was carrying around and that somehow through life, I was always going to be less of a person. In fact, for years I carried it, and even into, into the workplace, feeling less than qualified. You know, I'm an individual that has always worked really hard, and, and uh, I, I love studying, and I love doing things, but I don't have a formal degree. And so I've, I've struggled with that because it's made me feel that somehow I am less than qualified. But see, that distorted truth affects your thinking. And I, I want to share a verse with you because maybe you're here today and, and, and you're beginning to understand that you've allowed some distorted truth about your life um, weigh you down and it's affecting your thinking. And so therefore it's affecting your purpose and it's ultimately affecting your God-given potential. But listen to what this verse says. It's one of my life verses. In fact, I have a, a really cool sign. Ashley, I wish you would have made it, but somebody else did. It was before we knew you, Ashley. And I had this sign that, that somebody carved into wood for me, and it's the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and it says this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, first of all, I want to emphasize anyone, anyone. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And I began to understand something. You see, I was carrying around this baggage in my life, 
and, and I was allowing it to affect my thinking. And the reality is the moment that I said yes to Jesus, he started a transformation process on the inside of me. The person that I once was, he crucified on the cross. And that person was dead. And he, I had become a new creation. And you know what I was doing? I was stunting my purpose and my potential because of my thinking. But when I began to embrace what God's word said about my life, what God's word says about your life, let me tell you something. Your purpose, your potential is so much greater than you can imagine. Imagine, but the enemy wants to twist and distort the way that you and I think. Are you okay out there? I apologize. I'm kind of a yeller, and I'm not mad at you, okay? Um, I just get excited about God's word, okay? So it's not you, it's me, right? So not only does it affect our thinking about how we, how we view ourselves, but it also affects our thinking on how we view others. You thought about that before? How we view other people. Listen to this. 1 Timothy 1.15, he says right here, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. Isn't it interesting that we can walk with God for a while and get a little self-righteous? We can walk with God for a while and we can throw down some judgment on some other people. Oh, I'm, I'm so thankful, God, that I'm not crummy like them, right? Isn't that interesting? It can distort our thinking if we're not careful. We, all of a sudden, we become self-righteous. And the reality is, what did I just say? We are all sinners saved by grace. It's a powerful way to think. You've got to be careful about that. And it can also affect the way that we think about God. You know, I was sharing with Jocelyn before service, but, you know, we were invited here by Pastor Joe, kind of just, just an open invitation. And I'll be real with you, we, we were going through a tough time, and I wasn't necessarily all that excited to come to church. But since we've been here over the last several months, and we've been sitting and listening to the Word of God, we've, we've experienced your, your love and affection towards us. I want you to know something, that distorted thinking that was happening in our lives because of hurt and offense God has brought healing and restoration. Isn't that a powerful thing? We've got to be careful. We cannot let the enemy or culture distort the way that we think. You see, it's great to follow preachers online. It's great to see information that your friends post on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever, whatever <laughs> platform that you're operating on. But let's be careful and make sure that we always go to the source, which is the Word of God. And remember something, the Word of God is not just information, it's transformation. The Word of God will change the way that you think, and therefore it'll change the way that you live life. So a distorted truth affects the way that we think. Romans 12, 2, uh, maybe a familiar verse, I hope is a familiar verse, but I love this verse. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When we allow God's word to transform the way that we think, we can have the correct view on, on God's purpose and plan for our life. And so it's so vital, you guys. That's why it shouldn't be a regiment, but we should dive into God's word regularly because it's alive and he, he's got things that he wants to say to you. He wants to change and alter the way that you think so that you can see life from his perspective. So I want to encourage you, be a student of the Word of God. So not only does it affect our thinking, but I mentioned earlier, it affects our purpose. 
Can I, can I just look at it, all of you, for just a moment and say that, that your purpose is far greater than anything you can imagine? You might think, well, I'm just a barista at Starbucks. You might just think that I'm a, I'm a gas station attendant. You know, I met a man last night at Safeway. I was doing the, not the good husband duty because I was at Safeway last night buying the birthday cake for today. So shame on me. My wife's like, oh, the baker's not going to be open. You're not going to get any help at all. <laughs> this amazing woman pops out of nowhere, helps me out, helps me find the right cake, even gives me a sign for the cake that says happy birthday, you know. Well, I, I left to go get some other stuff in the store. And this lady, she'd forgotten to give me the sign. She ran after me all the way through Safeway. She's huffing and puffing. Sir, I forgot to give you the sign. And she hands it over to me. You know, I mean, it was unbelievable. But the reason I mentioned this whole story is because there was also this man standing at the counter last night. And, and he was a gas station attendant. And I could tell just for a, by a brief moment of conversation that he felt that his life or purpose was some, somehow less valuable than yours or mine. I didn't have the chance to really speak into his heart. I was kind to him. I, I, I talked to him for a few moments. But I want you to know something. If you're feeling down about who you are as a person, about your purpose, about your destiny as a mom or as a dad or as a grandparent or, or a cousin or whatever, whatever you, however you view yourself, I want you to know something. God looks at you and he smiles. God looks at you, and he is proud of you. God looks at you, and he, just, he is just so excited about the purpose that he has created you for. Don't let distorted truth affect the way that you live life. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his purpose. Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. You know what's interesting is um, God's going to ask you to do things that are scary. I have found that everything meaningful that God has asked me to do terrifies me to death. Right? Because why? Because he wants me to reach beyond myself. He wants me to step out of my comfort zone and step into his God-given purpose. And the same is true for you today. You can allow a distorted truth to, to seep in and make you feel less than valuable or that your purpose is somehow meaningless. But the truth is you are, you are meaningful. And I want to challenge you. Step out in faith. Take a hold of that dream, whatever God has put before you, and understand that the word of God is true. And God says, if he is for you, then who? can be against you and you got to to be willing to step out into that purpose and the last thing I want to talk to you about today that I see in our, our text here in first Timothy 1 so not only does it affect our thinking and not only does it affect our purpose but affects our potential maybe today you're sitting here and you've been at a job for a long time and, and you're feeling like roadblock. You're feeling like ceiling. You're feeling limited in, in what you're able to do. I want to I say something to you real quick here. Back in 2016, my wife and I were serving uh, at a sister church. I'll just leave it at that. It was a great, great experience. Um, wonderful pastor, wonderful community, wonderful people. 
life was really good. We had a great, we had a beautiful home, and we had great friends, and the bills were being paid. And I looked at my wife one day, and I said, you know, honey, I, I think that we could be just fat, dumb, and happy here, you know? I think we could, we could just put it in drive and then just let the car go, you know, and we could just be that way. But it was interesting because God began to stir on the inside of us. And it was weird because in the, in the moment that I would have thought we would have been the happiest, God began stirring and, and disrupting that. God, what are you doing right now? I am happy. Why are you trying to make me uncomfortable, right? And, and so then to, to, fast, to fast track the story for a moment, going up to 2018, we, um, we were invited to participate in a church plant. And it was terrifying. We had to sell our home. Uh, so we left certainty for uncertainty, right? I don't know about you, but when you're married and you got kids, and probably that's most of you in the room, um, the last thing you want is uncertainty in your life. You don't want to look at your checking account and think, how am I going to pay the mortgage, right? You want certainty. But, but God wanted us to step out in faith and to trust him. And the reason I'm sharing this is not because God's calling you to be a church planner. I'm sharing this because God began to open my wife and I's eyes to see that our potential was far greater than anything that we had ever imagined. And he brought together a team of individuals. And, and I want to tell you something. These people were the dream team. He brought us together. And, you know, something happened. He took all of us from different walks of life, and he brought us together as one. And as one, we began to see a potential that was far greater than ourselves. And even though, uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out and, and uh, it's, it's, it's all in the past now, the reason I bring it up today is because I want you to see and to know and to understand that it wasn't a waste of time. God called us to that church plant. God called us to step out in faith. He wanted, us to, he wanted us and our team to begin to understand that we had a greater potential than we ever dreamed on our own. And God feels the same about you today. You see, the reason that Paul was so adamant about, about Timothy preaching and, and, and loving the church at Ephesus is because God had a, an incredible dream for the church at Ephesus. He wanted to use that church to reach that region, but because distorted truth was allowed to infiltrate their ranks and in, infiltrate their teaching and affect the way that they think, it had therefore affected the purpose and the potential of God's church. And see, we got to be guards of that today because if we're not careful, distorted truth can make its way through these doors. And then what happens is the city of Monmouth and the surrounding areas, they suffer because, because instead of getting out there and being light and reaching a lost and broken world, we can, we can turn in and lose out on our purpose and our God-given potential. I wanted to share this story earlier in my message, and sometimes that happens, you, you forget something, but I, I think I'll bring it up now. I was working on a job this last week, and I'm, I'm a contractor, and so I'm out building things, fixing things, sometimes breaking things, um, but, you know, I, I, I try my best, you know. And uh, we had, we were working on a job down in the city of Corvallis, and uh, I had never worked with the city of Corvallis before, but we had to pull permits. And, and uh, first off, I have to tell you, difficult city to work with. They really love trees, okay? They really love trees. And I love trees too, but not this much, okay? <laughs> so long story short, we, we had to be responsible. We built this awning, this 16 by 20 awning, and we had to be responsible for what was going to happen to the stormwater, where it was going to go and ultimately into the storm drain. So we had to dig a trench about 30 feet, about, about a foot down, 30 feet long, uh, to tie into this pre-existing water line. And the reason I bring this up, because I, I just, I felt like it really, really brought some perspective for me this week. 
So we trenched down and, and we found where the, the downspout come off the corner of the house and into the ground where there was a pre-existing drain line that tied into the city drain line that took all the water out to the street. And we dug down with the intention of tying into that line. And let me just say something to you about a piece of pipe. A piece of pipe has one purpose, one purpose to hold the contents of whatever's on the inside of it, right? I mean, it's one purpose. It, if it's made as a round pipe, which most pipe is round, it's, it's, the, it's supposed to be round, okay? Well, this, this pipe in the ground, it was all distorted. It was so misshaped that, that even though we had the right components to tie into this existing line, it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't work. But see, what had happened is that the, over time of pressure and, and temperature change, and, and all these factors that came into place, it had become twisted and distorted. And so therefore, it wasn't able to live up to its purpose. I want to suggest to all of us today that if we're not careful, you see, distort, distorted truth isn't something that just, it's, it's not just like, bloop, you're, you're distorted. It comes in slowly over time. And if you're not careful, the pressure of culture the pressure from your family, the pressure to, to, to be connected to the world today, whatever it could be, could cause you to compromise and allow distortion to step into your life. And this is what was happening in, in, in the church at Ephesus, and it was affecting their thinking, their purpose, and their potential. So as we kind of bring this thing down to a close, like I said earlier, distorted truth will shipwreck your faith. It will shipwreck your faith. Remember, the Bible tells us what? It says the thief comes to what? To steal, kill, and to destroy. That's not a very nice daddy, is it? But that's his plan and his purpose for each and every one of you. And praise be to God that his plan and his purpose is to give you life, abundant life but he's got to change the way that you think. He's got to change the way that you see yourself in the mirror. He's got to change the way that you look down the road because your potential is so much bigger and it's so much greater. So as we, as we get ready here, I, I want to share a couple more thoughts with you today. That's what preachers always say. We're going to land the plane in 35 minutes. Okay. Do you ever notice that when I don't fly a lot, but you ever notice that the things they'll say to you, oh, we're just about to depart. You better buckle up, you know. Hour later, oh, we're just about, oh, we're going to taxi out, you know. Hour later, you know. It's no wonder the flight's five hours. If they actually just took the plane out onto the tarmac and took off, you'd get there in two, right? It's truly amazing, you know. I don't know where that came from. Just a little personal, <laughs> little personal struggle there, okay. So let me, let me throw a thought out to you today. Because remember, it's not information. It's got to be transformation. So how do we overcome the distortion of truth that is all around us, even in our own lives today? Well, I like what Paul said to Timothy. Let's go back to our text for just a moment. In 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19, he says, Timothy, my son. First of all, I want you to know something. When God looks at you, it's as a loving Heavenly Father. It's not as, he's not getting ready to throw lightning bolts at you. He's not, he's not torqued off at you. He addresses, he addresses you the way that Paul just addressed Timothy. My son, my daughter. And what's so amazing is even when life gets distorted, even when 
our, our, our path gets off course. I just want you to know that, that God's there rooting for you. He's with you. He wants to help you, encourage you, lead you. Because his, his number one goal is always to get you back to fulfill your purpose and your potential. So Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle well, holding on to the faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regards to the faith. Let me just make a couple suggestions and we're going to pray together. We need to go to the source for truth. You know, it's funny I realize most of us have the, the Bible available to us on our smart devices, and, I, and I, I'm all for that. In fact, on your smart device, you can have the Bible, not just a Bible, but you can have the Bible in about every known translation um, available at, at the touch of a finger. And so it's an incredibly resourceful tool, and I would encourage you to use that. But I, I like to bring my Bible with me because I, I'm, I'm a little old-fashioned, even though I understand technology, I'm a little old-fashioned, and I value the, the written word of God. And I, I just want to say to you that when it, comes to, when it comes to what you believe and what you stand on, it better not be from just something that was passed down. It better not just be something you heard on a Sunday. It better be rooted in God's holy word because this is the guiding light for you and for me. It doesn't just bring information. It brings transformation. And when we go to the source, to God's word, remember again, it's not information. We got to go there and say, God, I need you to help me adjust my thinking. God, I, I need you to help me. I'm, I, I'm reading this and I'm recognizing I'm not living this in my life. Have you ever stopped to think that? I, I've gone through seasons where I have read an abundant amount of God's word. And it's like, yay, me, I put a star on my chart. And, you know, I'm all, man, I'm, I'm like so holy. I just read the Bible all the time, you know. But then I, I realized one day, I'm like, how great is it that I'm reading it? But how much better would it be if I was actually doing it? If you want transformation, if you're feeling a lack of transformation in your life, try maybe just reading the, the first verse and then going out and practicing it. Because I promise you, the moment that you put it into practice, transformation will come. Because you'll recognize that you and I are not capable on our own strength or ability to fulfill the God's, God's purpose and plan for your life. And so you cannot live up to it, but because of the Spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you, and when you call on Him, He will do a work in you, and He will enable you to live up to His standards. Are you with me today? It's important that we get a hold of that. And we need the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to lead us daily. I am so thankful that even though we don't have Jesus walking on the face of this earth today, that we have something even greater because he's, he was here in the form of a man. He was fully God, yet fully human. But when he went into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is available and with us all. And the Spirit of God will empower you. He will caution you. He will lead you. He will speak through you. And he'll help you reach your, not only your purpose, but your full potential in life. And I want to say this. Daily be reminded that we are all just sinners saved by grace. What if, what if we became the church that was completely undivided by generation, by gender, by political viewpoints, by culture. All, what, if, what if we became completely undivided because we understood a simple truth? The bomb that, that Paul dropped right in the middle of 1 Timothy chapter 1, that Jesus Christ stepped into this world to save sinners. And I love Paul's boldness. Paul says, because I was the worst. 
And the reality is, none of us are better than one another. The reality is we are all sinners saved by the love and grace of a merciful God. Would you pray with me this morning? I mentioned thinking and purpose and potential. And maybe, maybe one of those areas is really speaking to you today. That maybe you just need to take a moment where you are and, and ask God to adjust the way that you think. Allow him to heal and to restore and to renew and to transform your thoughts. To think right. Or maybe you're here today and, and you need to be reminded that, that, that God values you so much and his purpose for you is not, he's not finished with you. As long as there's breath in your lungs and you're living on the face of the planet Earth, he has a purpose so great for you. You don't know. You, you could be, like I said, you might, I don't know why I just feel like saying it, but you might be a mother at home with your kids, but you, what you don't realize is the kids you're raising today are going to be world changers tomorrow. And the investment that you're making right now and in pouring into them and loving them and speaking life to them and sharing God's word and, and just praying over them, you don't understand the, the purpose that God has that he's preparing them through your life today for tomorrow. And then ultimately, if you're here and you just, you feel capped out, you feel tapped out, you just don't feel like you're reaching that potential. I just want to say to you that you're capable of so much more. Next time you hear somebody that says, tells you that you can't do something, I want you to politely tell them to shut up. And I want you to recognize that the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I'm telling you something, if God leads you to it, he'll provide the power that's needed to get you through it. So let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful for your presence here today. God, thank you that even when even when we allow the distortion of truth to, to slide into our lives and to affect our thinking and our purpose and our potential, God, I'm so grateful that you're still there with us. God, I'm so grateful that, that you're there to, to bring healing, that you're there to bring transformation and change. And God, I, I pray for those in the room today that maybe they're really struggling with their thought life today. God, I'm asking that you would do what only you can do. God, would you come and, and just breathe life into them? God, would you come and, and bring that change that is needed, God, that maybe the stinking thinking that needs to go and, and replace them with thoughts, God, uh, the, the way that you would think. And I just, I just thank you today, God, for ministering to those that are struggling with that battle in the mind. God, I pray today for those who, who are struggling to understand and, and to live up to their purpose. God, would you remind them that you are proud of them? God, would you remind them today that you love love them with an everlasting love. And God, would you remind them today that it's not too late, that they can still step out and live up to the purpose that you've called them to live. And Lord, for those that are feeling tapped out today, God, I just pray, give them the faith and the boldness to step out and to say, God, whatever you call me to, whatever you lead me to, I will do. And God, I'm so excited about the potential outcome of each and every one. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Uh, wow, you know, the powerful name of who he is needs to rest in us, okay? Um, whoa. 
got out of church last week and got on my phone. Condolences to all the fans and friends of Colby Bryant. He went down in a helicopter with his daughter and some of her daughter's friends and different ones. And the whole world that was so competitive against each other and all about, they're all melted together and holding each other and loving each other. Uh, it's amazing what a death can do. It can bring everybody to a place of reality. Uh, there's been a death. Jesus gave his life for us. We just celebrated it. And we get to hold on to what's important. Don't get in those shallow water. Don't drift. Alexander and Hymenaeus didn't, their goal wasn't to be a false teacher. You know, they didn't like, I hope someday I get to be a false teacher. <laughs> oh, no, it was a slow drift of missing the point. Let's get back to the point of who Jesus is and what he is. Isn't that what he is? He is a beautiful, wonderful Savior who has redeemed us and taken us as we are. So as we go from this place in this political season, your assignment is to love and to just let the Holy Spirit use you to keep in the deep water of who Jesus is, the living water, right? Let's do that. Jesus, we need your help in this. Because it's our tendency to drift and to get into shallow stuff. And thank you for your word that brings us back to who you are. And we ask that you would help us now with that. Help us to live that out from this day forward as we go through this week. That we would remember who you are. That we would come back to the truth. That our world wouldn't be distorted by pressures and different things. That we would come back to the deep truth of who you are and live in that deep water. And that our faith will survive this. Because we are anchored in you, the living water. Thank you for it, Lord. Bless us as we go. In your name we pray. And everybody said amen. Now you can hug about 12 people. Try and find a Democrat or Republican that you can hug, okay? I'm just, just an assignment.